Hello, you are listening to Canecast, a podcast that provides commentary on the economy and financial markets by the Kane Anderson Rutnick Investment Management Team. Hello, this is Jordan Greenhouse, Managing Director with Kane Anderson Rudnick, and with me today I have Julie Kudasov, Senior Portfolio Manager and Research Analyst of the Kane Anderson Rudnick Small Mid-Cap Core Portfolio. Julie, thank you so much for the time today. Hello, Jordan. Happy to be here. Julie, the first quarter of 2022 saw increased volatility, leading to an overall flat to negative returns across most equity classes. Can you discuss some of the key drivers that drove these returns? Yes, equities experienced a very volatile start to the year. First, due to concerns over rising inflation and worries that the Federal Reserve would increase interest rates sooner and more aggressively than expected, and then due to a dramatic deterioration on the geopolitical arena, with Russia's invasion of Ukraine that began on February 24th and unprecedented economic sanctions that followed. Although both Russia and Ukraine represent a very small portion of the world GDP, Russia is a key supplier of oil and natural gas to Western Europe. As a result, energy prices surged during the quarter. Both Russia and Ukraine are also among the world's largest producers of agricultural products, such as wheat, corn and fertilizers, raising concerns over rising food prices globally. As it relates to the interest rate outlook, recall that all of this is already taking place against the backdrop of significant inflationary pressures on input costs, raw materials, labor, and freight, triggered by post-pandemic supply chain disruptions and labor shortages. These pressures intensified further during the quarter and are now expected to be more meaningful and last longer than initially anticipated, potentially forcing the Fed to increase rates more aggressively. At the same time, the Russia conflict may limit the Fed's ability to rein in inflation should the economy show signs of weakening. Julie, the KAR portfolios typically hold up better during market downdrafts, given our focus on high-quality differentiated companies. This hasn't really been the case during the first quarter of 2022. Can you walk us through some of the key reasons behind this? As you noted, slowing economic growth usually leads investors to focus on quality, solid balance sheets, earnings stability, strong returns on capital, and sustainable secular growth. This down market was quite different. The first quarter's performance for the Russell 2500 benchmark was driven by low-quality names, those with low earnings quality, weaker balance sheets, and high volatility. Why was that the case? Firstly, interest rates, albeit up slightly following the Fed's action in March and expected to increase further, remain low by historic standards, continuing to favor more levered companies. Secondly, inflationary dynamics drove out performance of commodity plays such as energy and basic materials companies. High energy prices drove the benchmark's energy holdings up over 40% during the quarter. This is very different from an economic slowdown scenario, where reduced demand is typically reflected in lower energy prices. The strategy has a structurally low exposure to the energy sector, no energy holdings currently, and a very different set of holdings in the materials sector, due to the segment's inherent capital intensity and direct commodity exposures, things that we shy away from as investors in high-quality companies. What were the names that detracted most from the SMID performance during the quarter? And can you also provide some examples of some of the positive contributors during the quarter? 
Zebra Technologies ticker ZBRA and Site 1 Landscape Supply ticker Site were our weakest performers this quarter. Other detractors were Teradyne ticker TR, Pool Corporation ticker Pool, and Charles River Laboratories ticker CRL. Zebra is a leading manufacturer of automatic identification and data capture products such as barcode scanners and labeling devices, radio frequency identification devices, and specialty printers. Zebra's strong performance last year was driven by investors' growing appreciation of the company's software capabilities developed over the past several years. Shares lag during the quarter, however, primarily driven by higher-than-expected freight cost inflation. We see these issues as temporary in nature and believe that the company's long-term positioning remains intact. By offering high productivity, we believe Zebra's products are well-positioned to benefit from significant labor shortages and wage inflation currently affecting a number of industries. Site 1 is the largest and only national wholesale distributor of landscape supplies. Shares declined primarily due to a short-term pause in margin improvement expected this year. Last year, the company delivered solid organic sales growth and profitability expansion. Our investment thesis in the company remains intact. Due to its size, Site1 is able to exert better pricing from suppliers, while at the same time pricing at a premium to customers, landscape professionals. Despite being the largest, the company holds a modest share of the highly fragmented landscape supplies distribution market, providing what we believe to be ample opportunity for revenue growth and further profitability expansion through industry consolidation. Our strongest performing stock was WR Berkeley, ticker WRB. Other contributors included LPL Financial Holdings, ticker LPLA, Jack Henry & Associates, ticker JKHY, Aspen Technology, ticker AZPN, and Teledyne Technologies, ticker TDY. WR Berkeley is a property and casualty insurance company. A disciplined underwriter, the company focuses on niches with low hazard and shorter tail exposures. Shares rose on solid premium growth, driven by both rate and volumes increases in the insurance market environment that the company's management described as favorable. Importantly, WR Berkeley is a solid free cash flow generator, returning excess cash to shareholders in the form of both regular and special cash dividends and opportunistic share repurchases. Lastly, Julie, as we move into the second quarter of 2022, what are some of the key considerations you're evaluating from a portfolio perspective? COVID-19 has certainly proven to be an unpredictable enemy, as evidenced by its multiple variants and the recent case resurgence in China, so it will remain a wild card, at least in the near term. The pandemic has now been overshadowed, of course, by a great deal of uncertainty on the geopolitical front, a whole new set of concerns over how the war would affect the global economy. For strategies with minimal direct exposure to Russia and Ukraine, such as this one, the crisis should have little direct impact. Potential secondary effects are more concerning, however. Rising prices at the gas pump, for instance, may put pressure on consumer spending, the key driver of the U.S. economy, increasing the likelihood of stagflation. We believe that our companies, albeit not immune, are better protected in that scenario. 
our companies perform better than their low-quality counterparts during challenging economic periods. As I mentioned, we shy away from capital intensity and direct commodity exposure, and in our view, our company's leading market positioning provides them with solid pricing power, including the ability to pass through any input cost increases to their customers. Every crisis also presents an opportunity. In fact, our favorite way of new idea generation is looking for companies in segments under pressure, searching for those that are protected from those issues. And we're always looking for companies that are well-positioned to benefit from any structural shifts, be it digital transformation or deglobalization. While the current geopolitical environment is highly uncertain, we continue doing what we have always done – focusing on differentiated, protectable businesses. We seek self-funding entities producing solid returns on capital from strong balance sheets, a set of characteristics which we believe is very relevant today. Julie, as always, thank you for the time and the insight you provide our listeners. We look forward to future conversations. Thanks, Jordan. Canecast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rutnick Investment Management, CAR. This material is provided as a matter of general information and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast or research. The opinions expressed herein are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the opinions of CAR or its affiliates, are current as of the date and time of the recording, and are subject to change at any time due to changes in the market or economic conditions. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by CAR be reliable and are not necessarily all-inclusive. CAR does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of this information. This communication should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. To the extent any performance is discussed, past performance is not indicative of future results.